0: Welcome to A Lunch With Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guests today co-own two different, or I guess own two different businesses, a restaurant and a local bottle shop um, and Growler Bar. They both are gnarly, and of course, the best part of them, after nine and a half years in business, they will be now near each other. Please welcome one or both owners of Gnarly Barley and GB's Bottle Shop, Joey Morris and Zach Scray. What's going on guys? Of course I was going to mess it up. I knew it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Uh, happy to be here. Yeah.
0: So before, we, before start, we start, obviously my first question, what is your favorite or go-to sandwich?
1: Alright, so we actually did compare notes on this briefly and because I knew you were going to ask. And it was funny because when we showed our cards to each other, they're the same card. <laughs> but for different reasons. Uh, no, honestly, my, my, my best answer is like all sandwiches are situational, right? Like it's, there's, everything's perfect. There's, there's no bad one. Um, so when I was thinking about like, okay, what are we going to say for this answer? I, I don't know. Uh, what I fell back to, which, which maybe we'll get into it a little bit, but on our menu, we have our 38 like club type sandwich, which is like ham, turkey, bacon, provolone, honey mustard, and then this, uh, this like kind of spicy ranch we call tiger sauce um but it's because a it's delicious and it's like a great just like kind of anytime you know a club sandwich goes whenever but for me it's because that's something that we kind of when we started was also pulled from like where i fell in love with like eating sandwiches all the time like the sub shop that was around when i was uh, in high school um which was called deli planet r.i.p for anyone out there that knows um And uh, we translated that onto our menu and uh, it's so, so that is what I'm going to say is my favorite go-to sandwich because it's got a deep connection and is also a good any time of day sandwich.
2: And the reason I can claim the throne is because I've eaten more of them than him. <laughs> so that's why I was like... You're like, that's why I want that that's one. That's why I was like, it's mine actually. Okay. I got it.
0: That's actually a great one. I have had it. It's delicious. Um, I thought you were going to, I was waiting to see what other one it would could be, but I I definitely think it's a good solid choice. Um, so first question I have, tell people a little bit about Gnarly Barley and, uh, we'll talk first Gnarly Barley, then we'll talk about GB's bottle shop. Um, like first off, like how did you guys decide to open Gnarly Barley?
1: Um, I mean, I think that it kind of, it goes back a little bit to what, um, what I was just mentioning, like, so in Trace and I have known each other, um, our, our other partner have known each other since high school. Um, and we both, uh, there was a, the place I just mentioned, Delhi Planet, um, which was, uh, near Boone high school. Um, and then somebody that you've had on here, uh, Palm, yeah. Trace used to work at Pom Poms, um, in high school as well. And so we kind of equally developed this like love around a sandwich shop, growing up for, for different reasons, both consumer and, and employee, and uh, kind of carried that through high school or, or through into college. We went to both went to Florida State. We lived together. Um, and uh, we always had this idea, even though we were studying for completely different things. And um, so we always talked about this as like a joke. And, and we worked in the in food industry. Um, and then through Trace's now wife, uh, we met Zach. And um, he was kind of the third piece of that. Shout out to Katie. <laughs> Shout out Katie Knight. Um, and so, what happened was we were we were coming down to graduation time, and we didn't really know what we were going to do. We both had you we know, were working in food service. Our degrees were in something entirely different, and we hadn't taken the steps to set up whatever was, was going to come next. And um, Trace's family reached out, and they had this this little dive bar on their property that uh, had recently become available and they're like hey you guys you've always talked about doing something like do you want to go at it like the space is becoming available the the couple that was running it was leaving and uh, we said well it's that or keep you know working as low-end managers where we're at right now so yeah let's give it a try and um, so we literally we were with the help of a lot of people um, who were working on it when we were too busy uh, and then we'd come home on weekends from Tallahassee, and we'd we'd do build out stuff. Uh, we walked across the stage. We graduated, and like three weeks later, we were throwing a, a, a grand opening party at Gnarly Barley for the first time in Orlando. Um, with like you know us three, um, we brought in uh, uh, another employee, friend of ours, um, Sarah Lee, like immediately, and like the four of us ran it for quite a while before we started bringing more people in and we would just live there all day every day zach was actually working two jobs because he was help helping get it started and he was working out at the Wyndham, the Wyndham hotels so it was just kind of like this all day like 21 22 year old kids opening a bar and uh and sandwich shop um uh beer bar and like just getting eyebrow raises but people were like accepting it but they were still weren't sure and like <laughs> it had a very like always sunny feel to it you know? yeah oh yeah like we're yeah. not okay we shouldn't yeah. be right. running this place but exactly we're, yeah we're like every it. every vendor that came in you know for for beer sales or food sales or whatever we're like wait you guys are the owners and we're like yeah, yeah yeah no we don't just work here like this is our place and you know we're very blindly confident in what we're doing and uh and just messing around and so that was kind of that's how it got started and we really just literally lived in it because we were like we have you know we just, we just got out of school you know we don't have mortgages we don't have you know weight on us so we free to play around in the space without too many concerns yep. and uh and just let it grow organically and i think you know that was the the good thing is that we didn't have too much overhead on us we didn't have we were able to kind of just play with it and see what could come of it and we got a lot of runway to kind of make mistakes and grow and learn and and uh, make good relationships with the immediate neighborhood and our customers, so like they kind of trusted in us, even though they weren't sure about everything that was going on. I guess that we were doing, but they were they kind of made friendship level relationships with our customers, and then it just kind of grew from there. Um, and we, you know, we we genuinely thought a couple years in that we'd be done. that we thought, like, hey, this is a great learning experience. We'll write down some lessons. Uh, you know, we'll go back to the to the study room and we'll, we'll come up with a new concept after this has kind of been played around with and, and we'll start over. And it, was, it just kept going.
0: What's amazing to me is the fact that, um, which I like, is the fact that once you started it, you kind of were like, yeah, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And then the whole idea that you were even thinking like, Well, if it doesn't work out, we'll just kind of fail forward. We'll learn from it and kind of go, which is really, uh, really impressive to be able to go, especially since you guys actually didn't even go to study for this. Um, I've never heard the story, which I absolutely love because it's like, like it literally like almost kind of not fell on your lap, but the opportunity came and you guys just said, screw it, let's just do it, um, which I love. And I love the fact that Tracy's parents like actually were like, hey, why don't you guys do it? You guys will be talking about it. Cause there's a lot of people that just talk a lot of talk, talk it, but don't do it. So the fact that you guys actually did it is pretty phenomenal.
1: It definitely felt like when I look back, it's definitely, definitely one of those, it, we probably still would have ended up doing something eventually, but it's hard to see you know, with the way played it played out, a different, a different history. history where, if we'd, if we'd pass passed on it, how much longer would we have waited? Yeah. You know, like it was—it was the perfect moment to say, "Screw it, let's go for it." Because we had nothing lined up. I mean, we had worked for the same. Trace and I worked for the same company uh, for a long time. Zach had worked for a lot of different food and beverage companies, but was, you know, very good at what he did, and could have kept skyrocketing through that and uh, I
2: love to promotion like the, they asked me like in the interview like is this gnarly barley thing gonna like interfere with this and I like finally got the job I always wanted out of college and then I was like a week later I was like yeah, yeah I'm leaving for that <laughs> <laughs> I was like I feel terrible like I didn't think it was gonna work like you know like I even you know like you're looking outside looking in you're just like
1: no way yeah. and then like, here we yeah. are
0: wow so then how did you guys come up with the name gnarly
1: barley a lot of just, just throwing things at the wall, wall um trace Trace and i worked in the same like i said we were low in management we were at in the same kitchen and uh we would just sit there and just all night all shift what about this what about this what about this you know we knew roughly um what we wanted to do we were still kind of putting it together we knew we wanted to be a sandwich shop that's like where it all started um and then uh, trace had a family friend uh here in town um one of the old owners of the cottage um, back in the day and he was like you know, you know it doesn't cost, cost you guys anything beer. to sell beer and at that time we were getting into the craft beer um and uh so we we're like yeah why not we hadn't even thought about that like selling beer to people yep. barely old enough to buy it <laughs> and uh and so at some point we just kind of came up with like okay well like sandwiches like barley beer like there's something there and then eventually just the the gnarly part of it clicked in and uh i think i was doing dishes in, in the dish pit and he just runs around the corner in the kitchen he's like gnarly barley and i was like Pin that, that one, one on board. the board. I feel, I feel very, very good about, about it. Just, just leave that, that there. We might, we might go through some other things, 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 but I think this, this is where we're, we're at, at, and that's kind of how it came to be. That's awesome. Very very
0: cool. Um, so then, how did how did it go? So you guys started, and I wanted to say you guys you were you, in 2016. You guys opened GB's right yep, bottle yes. shop. So how did that come about? Because did you was just wondering like what inspired for you to open this? Because it's obviously a different concept. Obviously, still beer, but it's a different concept. It's a great concept, but I'm kind of curious like what inspired it and what led to it for you to be able to open it up.
1: So, um, we had tried, and this, this I'm sure will lead to where we'll get later. We had tried to think about growth on on gnarly at that site at that property, and for a lot of different reasons, between building codes and things like that. Just the hurdles were too high. Um, so we kind of started pivoting to, you know, what, we just we knew we were ready to grow. We had a great staff infrastructure. Um, we had, uh, you know, good business going. We were hungry to just keep kind of pushing. And um, so, you know, traveling around, obviously, we'd gotten into beer um, pretty deeply through the help of, uh, of a lot of awesome people around town and um, become more knowledgeable and, and more excited about that industry. And um, so we, as we traveled, we would just see bottle shops and see these retail stores. And, you know, when we were at home, it was so hard to find some stuff sometimes. Um, You know, your options were like ABC or Total Wine for buying beer. And while they have a huge selection, like no doubt, at this this day, you can go to Total Wine and get probably almost anything you want. Um, And they definitely have a better uh, handle on their knowledge of the products now. But back when we were thinking about it, they didn't. Like, you go into Total Wine and ask for something, they'd, you know, They the guy had no idea if they had it, never heard of it. It might be sitting on the shelf right behind him, but he had no clue. So we kind of saw this as like, hey, we love going to these kinds of places when we travel and seeing what local beers they have or whatever. And then also, we don't see this at home. There's great bars here. There's great beer bars. Um, but there were no real retail experiences that we and saw. Mind
2: you, it was 2016, right. yeah. Orlando. Exactly, so like, yeah, yeah, this was a while. Wow. Yeah, now, right yeah. now it's like well, well, and it was, and it's
1: <laughs> Not only, it was 2016 when we opened, we were in build out here forever. So I mean, this yeah. idea was like 2014. Really, in it, was, when yeah, we were it was like, it was conceived it. in 2014. Right. right, and so it wow. took us a couple of years to get A, find a space. Uh, build out the space um, so it took us a while to actually get, get the doors open but yeah, yeah it
2: because so. uh, like we we're the consumer and we wanted to see it so we just were like yeah. let's just make it then out of like necessity yeah. of like being selfish yeah. like we were like yeah. we want something yeah. that we can enjoy ourselves and you know being nerds and stuff and I was like yeah this is it
0: So and that's the thing I what I like about it is like there really isn't too many places like this in Central Florida. I mean, there's breweries and stuff like that, but the thing I like about it is, you know, if and, and I'm actually, we're in GB's bottle shop right now. So like, what's great about it is you can A, obviously order, from, you know, go and there's a menu board and you can literally order, you can do growlers, you can, you know, you can do a pint, you can do, you know, there's many options for you to be able to drink. But what I also like is the fact that it's in a neighborhood, there's beer, there's beer in a fridge, but then there's also beer that's kind of like on shelves so that you can just actually pick up a beer. But if you don't want to buy one of the beers on, you know, kind of like it's the beauty of it. If you don't want, you don't like any of the beers on the board, you just go to the fridge, pick one of the beers, pay for that, crack it open and drink it cold. Um, Which is amazing to me because, and, and one of the stories that I always heard was like you guys, one of the things was like New York inspired some like kind of like your trip, a trip to New York and places like this inspired it because, um, you know, there isn't really too many locations like this that offer this. And I thought that it was important, the fact that you guys are like in or in a neighborhood. Um, so you got local people that can literally walk in, pick up some beer if they want to, or if they want to stay here and drink, they can. Um, but what I also also love about this spot is the fact that you guys, because, you know, being smart in that aspect is, hey, we don't have any food. You then allowed other you allowed other small businesses to basically kind of provide that. Um, was that something in mind to kind of, you know, to kind of like, hey, how can we keep people here? Because obviously, as you drink, you start getting hungry. Um, is that kind of the thought process as well that kind of went with it? Obviously, since it goes so well at Gnarly Barley as well.
2: well we got lucky. I mean, Hideaways our neighbor. So <laughs> and they make a
1: great patty melt
2: they they make everything that we would probably have somewhat in here if we were like had a kitchen so it was kind of like yeah this is great so we never yeah. really had to think about it as much but um I mean it was definitely something we noticed in the beginning we were like because it was our first bar so we were like wow like not having food actually is terrible <laughs> like as far as like people are leaving all the time to go get food um and you know Hideaway does do a great service for like we're amazing partners but the fact is it's like you know, you still have to leave to go get it. So it's like a used car sales lot, you know, it's like once you walk off property, you're probably not coming back. So um, yeah, it's something that uh, we've got a lot better at recently you know, getting food here all the time. Yeah. But
0: between that, I know you guys do have done like, you know, and and talking about being creative and figuring out new ways, especially trying to keep people, I know you guys have done yoga here I know you guys do trivia movie, (laughs) you know, you guys do a variety of pretty much. You're like, Hey, we've made a space and the way you've even kind of created the space. Like all the tables are on wheels. So you can like, literally we can move things around and make things happen. Um, which I think is important. The whole idea of flexibility and figuring out ways of how you can make it. So it's kind of like, you know, this is our main function, but we obviously want to be able to offer other opportunities. And, and if any, we decide to come up with something creatively, we can we can make it happen pretty easy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it's huge when you're I don't want to say just a bar. Because I mean, obviously, there's there's a lot going on on this side of the room. But when you're when you're primarily just doing beverage. It's. I think it's awesome to have a good space to allow other people to come in and, and partner with you. You know when you're when you're doing the restaurant, you kind of you're controlling the entire experience because there's so much that goes into it. But when you're when you're really just doing a lot of beverage service, that leaves the floor open, literally and figuratively, to do uh, a lot of different things and partner with people and have events. We've done paint nights, um, you know, all all kinds of things over the years, and uh, and so that is a lot of fun. And and honestly, I mean, if there's you know, the silver linings of like the last year and a half, too, is uh, with everything that's happened, I think you've seen a lot more creatively in that kind of small event type market in the sense of like pop-ups have grown a lot, food pop-ups. We, we had food trucks before um, who did amazing jobs, but sometimes, you know, there's so much less mobility. It's kind of funny because a truck is way more mobile than a restaurant, yeah. but a pop ups way more mobile than yeah. a truck. And so like we'd have issues with trucks when you break know, breakdowns or things like that. And so it was kind of hard to keep a steady flow of, of vendors here. And then you had kind of this pop-up market explode over the last year and a half yeah. and, you know, food, uh, you know, creatives that have come to market and are making awesome stuff and making really cool brands. And we, they've come out of nowhere. now we're like, our schedule's full all the time of really good food. Like we're not trying to just fill a schedule. Um, it's, it's, brands that are making really delicious stuff and so it's awesome to be able to have them on site and and that's something that's you know between that and other little events that's really the creativity's kind of grown in in this downtime that people have had i think um and we've been able to kind of partner with a lot of really cool stuff so that's been awesome
0: yeah what um so i know how you guys got gnarly barley because i was always kind of curious like how you guys figured out that location because it's in bell isle and it was uh you know it's a good distance from You know, I would say you're like off a sand lake and and obviously you had some benefits, but you were, you you basically were doing a drive. If you were going to go to Gnarly Barley, you were driving specifically to go to Gnarly Barley. Um, Obviously for this location where GB's bottle shop is, you're in a neighborhood. Was that kind of like one of the things that you guys figured out? Like I wanted to be in a neighborhood and like, you know, kind of like that. Like was, was this like the location kind of you always wanted or were you guys just kind of looking like, hey, we just want something that kind of encompasses like what was your parameters of figuring out, cause you know, obviously location is key when it comes to something like this.
2: I mean, it was honestly like, just like we were fans of all the neighborhoods. We saw the districts growing. I mean, again, back in 2014, 2015, you were like, wow, Milk, Ivanhoe, Mills, like these areas are like blossoming and it's so creative and it's so like, just, it's fresh. And uh, I think that's kind of what, we were big fans, you know, we hang out everywhere, you know, like again, too, we were younger back then. So it's like, we were everywhere, you know, like so, um, yeah, you're, you're you know. out, you're out six nights a week,
1: one <laughs> night to recover and then you know, right. get back w- working
2: it. and going <laughs> out was, that was, uh, unfortunately all of our twenties. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how we kind of landed here is cause it was like, man, this street is amazing. You saw the potential, but you also love the people. Um, and, uh, it was just, it's the scene, you know, it was just being in the scene really. How did,
0: so based on the fact that I mentioned like both locations are far, are far apart, like how did, and obviously as time went on, you guys built, grew staff and everything like that, but how difficult was it to kind of manage two different locations, two different areas? I mean, obviously it's two different types of businesses, but still you're managing it and it's, you know, how did you guys kind of work that out? Is there, was there like a game plan or was it like, how did that, I mean, you know, obviously there's three of you at least, so then that kind of, that kind of helps and you have a great support system from Gnarly as well, but how did you guys to kind of work that out?
2: Oh boy, that's a, that's a deep one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that was like, that was kind of the hardest thing for us. I think if we really looked at everything that was like the toughest time was cause you're learning how to grow. Right. And then not only that, like you said, they were far apart. <laughs> so you're like, Oh wow. Um, set myself up for a unique challenge here. Um, and then you just kind of adapted and you went from that. But then, you know, as you know, you keep telling the story here, it kind of pieces it together. A lot of what we did later on is we learned so much from that and, um, I mean for us as business owners I think we grew the most during that time really like
1: (laughs) yeah it it was a journey I mean we we benefited from having you know amazing staff but you know I think um we we definitely spread ourselves thin and it was a pretty big learning curve for something Mm -hmm. that we weren't familiar how to do and you know the the driving back and forth and the um and there are three of us like if one person had done this they would have failed miserably Mm -hmm. Uh, um but but, you you know our our managers were awesome and they put up with us learning a lot of it for sure i know i know they had their frustrations at times as we were figuring out how to do it um but you know our our they were awesome and they stuck through it and um let us learn over time and we all got to you know where we needed to be eventually and you know there were always struggles um figuring that out and and uh but it was uh it was definitely we underestimated that aspect of what we were doing. And that was, you know, without any kind of framework, we kind of, it was the same thing. We just went for it. So we kind of just went without looking and hoped for the best and, you know, encountered our own stumbles. But uh, but it eventually worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: two things that go with that based on how you, what you said, because it was kind of like, and I'm kind of curious, is it like a level of not, Is it a level of like naivety in the sense of like, hey, we're young and screw it. Let's just try it. Like, because there's a level of fearlessness there in the sense that, you know, other people probably would have been like, no, I don't want to take the chance. Like, maybe we need to do something else like like there, you know, because obviously the two big things is like fear of failure. That's like the number one thing. So, like, how is it that you guys overcome or not even overcome? But how do you guys, I guess, develop being able to deal with that? Um, is that something that like you guys as a group, because there's also three of you, you know, which is like, that adds another, that's like another tentacle of hard work when it comes to it. Cause I've done businesses with partners and it becomes, it can become very, if you're both not, if not all three of you are on the same journey or the same vision, you're going to have that whole, you know, Hey, this, he's doing way more, way less than he should be like, what a slacker this one is. And you're kind of, and then it starts becoming, and, and it kind of crumbles. So like, how is it that you guys have done it as a group? To kind of all mindset-wise say, you know what, is it a balanced thing? Or how how have you guys developed that? Because, you know, developing all these things and then also creating, looking to create new things um, along the way of this, you guys have obviously had to be able to take risk and be able to say, yeah, I'm w- let's do it. Let's, let's do it together. And it's it, there's three of you now. So it's not even one person saying, I'm going to do it and that's it.
1: I mean, I think the first part is that all three of us are very hard workers. We definitely have our specialties. Um, I think the naivety was thinking that there's 200 hours in a week and there's not. And (laughs) I think that was like the biggest lesson that we all had to learn. Um, And uh, But there's definitely a lot of conversation that goes into our directions. And there is a lot of like brotherly arguments (laughs) for sure that uh, happen behind closed doors and and unfortunately in front of staff sometimes where they all know. (laughs) and, and, And I think the thing, you know, everyone going back to that thing, like, my journey like with, with our other partner, Trace, for example, and then with Zach, is like, they're always like, don't live with your best friends, you'll hate each other. Well, Trace and I lived together for almost five years. Zach and I even were roommates for a large portion of this journey. Um, we're not anymore, but we lived together for like eight years. We got through that just fine. <laughs> don't go into business with your friends because <laughs> you'll, you'll hate each other. Heard that one? Uh, exactly. exactly. We're fine. we're fine. You know, you know we're, all we're all still here. About we're about to open, open. Yeah. you know, a bigger, bigger location. location. And, um, you know, that worked out fine. I think the thing that keeps us all centered is a, we all know we're going to bat for each other. We all know that we have different ideas, but at the end of the day when we are in a disagreement and we're working on something and maybe arguing endlessly over minute details, cause we all want to see the details pan out, but we all know that it's because, it's not fr- comes from a condescending place, those arguments. It comes from, I just want to see what happens best for the business. And I know that even if like Zach disagrees with me or Trace disagrees with me, their argument is coming from the same place. We're all just trying to do the best thing for Gnarly Barley and GB's Bottle Shop. And that keeps it from ever getting personal. So sometimes we need to walk away for a second and then come back at it with fresh eyes and like, re-go over something. But it really, that's what keeps the glue together in terms of us moving forward and finding a singular vision at the end of the day. And we all get pieces of the little things that we're all inspired by and put that together. But yeah, sometimes it might take longer with three brains than it would with like if just one person yeah. move forward for sure. Um, but that's what kind of keeps that working. And yeah, our, our biggest hurdle when you're, when we were, you know, I know you want to talk about, um, the, the kind of offshoots that we tried a little yeah. bit and, and you can bring them up. Yeah. 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 yeah, go ahead. yeah I mean, we, we did gnarly downtown. We did that for a year, uh, inside market on Magnolia. Um, with uh, with Pete and the team over there and and it was a good experience it just wasn't the right fit at the end of the day um, and then we translated that into big times in Thornton Park um, with the uh, the team um, from Burton's and the lodge um, and great guys awesome awesome team um, in both places um, and but the reality was we just kept again thinking that like I can do another 20 hours of work like I can add that much onto my work week and no problem we can add this thing on we can figure it out um, and really just maybe expecting too much, which is where we probably need to temper ourselves sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. But that's that's where it is. I, I don't think we're afraid to try anything. Our, our issue is where we need to stop ourselves is thinking about how much focus needs to be on something, and I think that's where we're going with uh with doing this gnarly barley move it's you know we always wanted all these things were sprung out of wanting to grow gnarly barley one way or the other we did downtown Uh, we did big times because it was a little bit of both we had a commissary kitchen for gnarly barley to be able to play with a menu and have a bigger space to prep stuff Um, and the trade-off was doing the the big times restaurant doing the the burgers and the food that came out of there um and but it all came from the singular creative want of trying to grow gnarly barley so i think that's where our focus is going into the new space is like, okay, we can focus on two things and make them awesome. Instead of trying to do four little offshoots, let's just focus on these two bigger spaces. um, And we can still do a lot of things within them that we can keep that outlet going and keep that growth going. Um, And uh, I think it took us a lot of spreading ourselves thin to realize we needed to kind of like reconcile and and consolidate a little bit um, together to push that all forward.
0: Yeah. Do you think that part of the reason why you guys did the two, like the offshoot of the, the other ideas, obviously besides the, obviously it was, I mean, they're smart ideas was the fact that because of where the location, where you guys were in order to have more of a presence, or was it also just also to kind of grow? So it was a kind of like a mixture of like, Hey, I want to kind of grow, grow our presence. Cause we're kind of a little bit, you know, this is downtown get to know us. Hey, I oh, they have another spot. Let's go over there and be able to kind of experience all that. Is that, was that a part of it as well? Or is it just kind of like, Hey, let's try something new and let's and this is a great great we have another opportunity to kind of to make it happen to do it
2: yeah i'd say a little bit of both i mean when gnarly barley downtown that was like we never even thought i mean even here and a lot of people are putting it together for the first time since we're moving here they're like gb stands for gnarly barley right we like didn't know how to grow our brand you know like that was like the issue (laughs) like we never like put the actual ideas in place and so you're like gnarly, probably downtown. Let's like go up north and like spread the word, right? And then that's kind of how that happened. So it was a little 50-50 on that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of like any other examples. Um, I got nothing. What you got? But, Drew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: it really it, it was a little bit of, you know. And this has definitely been something we've we've talked a lot about um, with a lot of people. Like we had a great community. Yeah. Down there, um, the Belle Isle community, and then uh, we got like our that was our, our everyday business, our foot traffic, if you want to call it. That mm-hmm. was literally the airport. Um, we were so close to the airport that people. And get SunRail,
0: right? And SunRail, because you guys literally Sunrail ran the street. Room? You guys were yeah, like
1: right basically our slogan: the yeah, "Like, right you right leave right in Orlando, there. come down to Gnarly. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it was so. Florida. So we had a great community around there. Um, one hundred percent. We just there was as time went on. I mean, there was just such an explosion of awesome ideas in these neighborhoods that we had a lot of regulars that would travel to gnarly and then you kind of had all this growth happen up here and and like you said it kind of made the destination farther and, and farther away for people um and so we we were thinking like oh outpost like that's a great idea and like we were um you know again we were had great relationships with those operators that we worked with so it was like okay this could be a good fit and we could do something down here um and there definitely was a little bit of of uh of brand recognition of people being like, Oh yeah, you got from downtown. I haven't been down there in forever yeah. cause it's so far. So I'm so happy you're here. And, and so it was, it was good in that respect. Um, for sure. It was, it was a piece of it and, uh, it, it helped. But again, it just, at the end of the day, we were like, we need the operation more. We, we think don't. up here, yeah. you know, you know, that was kind of the goal is to get into more of these neighborhoods with the, the foot traffic and, um, and, and be in a place where we were spending a lot of our time personally, so.
0: Cause I was gonna say, the, like the, the one thing that I also what I was curious on was, based on those two opportunities, obviously the, it, there was fail, you know, obviously you had to close, but what you guys obviously learned something from, from those experiences and then based on that, you basically are now able to do where it's kind of almost, I'm assuming it's kind of been part of that path and that journey to kind of get you to where the opportunity has come now where after nine and a half years, being in Belle Isle, you guys are now actually maybe a football throw away from, you know, being able to actually hit, uh, you know, GBs from where your new location is going to be. Tell me how that came about, because, um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited because I like in my brain, that's how my brain has thought like for you guys. Like, it's like, I'm looking at it as, you know, and I think I even maybe messaged you. I was like, I'm so, I was so excited when I saw that the name that you guys were going to be closer. Um, just because of the fact that I thought of logistics of the fact that you guys are dealing with like two different areas, the fact that you guys are having, it's like you're in, or you're going to be in a spot where now people who maybe didn't never had your food will actually get to try and enjoy your food. Um, and so I thought, like I was, I was just excited for you guys because I'm like, this is going to be an amazing opportunity for you guys in a great location. Um, so then, tell me a little bit how that, like, how that, how did that develop? Like, how did that come about, and kind of work from there?
1: Um, I mean, the, I, I think the like the the other point of of moving up here was just that we, and and going back to what I said earlier, like our first thing before we did GBs was to try to grow on the space that we were at because we loved what we had going on. We just wanted, we needed a bigger space. Our kitchen was a 10 by 10 box. Um, you know, we had no inside seating and in Florida in the summer, that's like impossible. And,
0: and can you just tell people, cause it literally was like a house. Yeah. Uh, it literally was like, you'd walk in and it was a house. Uh, yeah, it was a house. You were in going into someone's house that happened to be a bar and everything was set up. And then obviously you had a lot of bit of outside seating. So like you, you guys did quite a bit, a little, you did a lot with a little. Um, so, you know, I just kind of want to mention that because that's like the first thing I remember when I drove in, I was like, this is like a house. Uh, which was, it, but it also added to that quirkiness and to that like coolness to it. You guys even had like a Sasquatch, uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, Yeti. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: obviously yeah. the, the Yeti was, was thanks to, uh, Mr. Troy Barfoot who spray painted that on the side. But, uh, um, yeah, the, if you go on the property appraiser website, that building was placed there, not built, placed in like 1921 or something. It was a house. Um, and if you get up in the attic, the crawl space up top. I mean, it's not—it's not, you know, factory-cut lumber in the rafters. I mean, it's—it's hand-cut timbers. Yeah, it's crazy, it's like, terrifying. Oh, our dream, like I mean, we—we we never would have done it because it would have been insanely expensive. But like, to just open up to the rafters so you could see that up there would have played in with kind of all this um, this wood finishing that we put in. Um, but yeah, the building's old. It's like 900 square feet. There's no inside seating. So in the summer when it just downpours. We might as well close for the day, um, and so, yeah. That we we always wanted to grow, gnarly. That was that's I think been the core of everything we've done. GB's is is this great brand um, that we built because we we wanted to grow, and um, it's it's in our hearts equally, and we want to put a lot into that. But we're also coming from that place of like we never got to properly grow gnarly. So there was a lot of potential to stay in the area we were, um, you know the right space just never found us. And that was kinda what happened with coming up here. This space found us. We'd we'd actually looked at it for the bottle shop back in the day before it became um, Nova um, and the the couple of things that followed um, and walked away from it and ended up up here down the street in in this space that we love. Um, But it just kinda was one of those just dart throws that got put in front of us and we took it just one domino at a time because we're like, it's a, it's a big move. But if it works out, it's the kind of space that we've wanted Gnarly to grow into that we think that brand deserves, um, that we think the customers deserve. Unfortunately, you know, for our, our regulars down there, it is now a drive for them, um, which was something we, we had to take into account. But we knew that that restaurant to keep surviving needed a better space as time went on. It, it's quirkiness and it's, uh, all that stuff was part of what built it. But it was, it was becoming unsustainable as the building was getting older, as, you know, obviously, like I said, dealing with those seasonal changes. Like, we couldn't handle that the same way we used to. And uh, we just wanted to get a, a, a better venue, and this was the one that, that ended up working out.
0: How big? Of, how much bigger is it?
1: Three times the size. Yeah, the, the inside alone is three times the size. Um, with, with a lot of back-of-house space. I mean, we had no back house. space. Again, our kitchen was literally a 10 by 10 room and our, our walk-in in was, outside. was outside. I remember yeah. the walk-in. <laughs> yeah. So um, so now, I mean, we have, we probably have back-of-house space almost equal to what our entire building was um, back then. And now we have this 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 big bar and dining room and, and we've taken elements of the old building to put into the build-out now. Yeah, which
0: I, I absolutely love. Like the fact that you guys grabbed the floor and using the floor for yeah. your, uh, if you guys aren't Um, definitely follow their, uh, follow the Instagram. The Instagram's kind of giving you quite a bit. It's like, it's gnarly underscore barley 407. Definitely take a look. It's, it's really been an amazing uh, to see, you can kind of, the great thing about it is as you scroll, you'll be able to see the old building and on the, and kind of like see the evolution that they've had um, to get to where they're they're going. Um, And, and so is that one of the reasons also why you guys made the decision to kind of also like rebrand Um, at the same time was because you're kind of like, Hey, we're going new location. We're, you know, 10 years, um, kind of like fresh, make it fresh. Is that kind of where it went?
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think part of moving, um, is, uh, is when you're moving like this and you're not just copying and pasting into something else is like, you know, that was an old building. This is an equally, definitely not equally old building, but it's still an older structure for this neighborhood. Um, but it you know, it has a very different feel. It's, we were coming from kind of an old shack, and now we're kind of in this, this older block structure. And to try to make it feel the same, I think, is very unjust to the building. Because one of the things um, somebody that helped us with it said was, uh, you know, play to the space. And, and what our kind of design elements were before would feel very unnatural in the building we were going into. So, you know, we wanted to update it. We had a awesome artist, um, Chris Kutzer, doing everything for us. Um, our, our buddy designed our logo back in the day, like it's mine and Trace's faces on the original logo, which was not something we asked for. (laughs) Our friend Alex Ray, we asked him to to do like some sandwiches, cheersing. Um, there's this bar in Tallahassee called the palace that kind of has like this mug running with a face on it. And that was, we were like, something like this would be funny. And so he decided to take the liberty of putting our faces on it which was great. But then again, like, as far as like going into this space and into this, this, this new venue, it's the same company, but the feel wasn't the same. So we decided it was probably time, um, to update. And I mean, the, the comparison I like to make, um, from again, somebody that took us under their wing early on and have been amazing friends and helped inspire us like red light, red light, um, Brent and his wife, Erica and everybody else there, like they have been, they're in their third location and, and, and he and I were talking about it and it's like There've been a different bar every time, but they're still red light, red light. Right. Like they're they're still they do what they do. They do it very well. Um, the core of their business, the soul of their business is there, but it still has been a different venue. And so that's kind of the way I feel about this. Like the soul of what we do is still going to be the same, but the vibe is going to be different. And I, th- I think that's necessary to honor the place we're going into.
0: That's awesome. I'm 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 super excited. I'm also excited because I'm one of the things that you guys have is going to be a larger kitchen, which obviously then opens up your menu, opens up new food possibilities, um, more sandwiches. Um, more sandwiches is good for for Orlando <laughs> and for me, so I, uh, I I definitely am excited about that. Um, so and so, do you guys have an idea of when? You know, obviously that's kind of, and I was kind of curious, like how does that work? Because since you guys are kind of like, there's no restaurant. What about where's I'm going to ask the question, like, where's the staff? Like, what happens with the staff and how do you guys, like, do they do some shifts here in GBs? Um, and then is the other idea then is also will the idea then come since you guys have are now in closer proximity? Will it be something where it kind of allows the opportunity to have as things grow, because you would hope that, you know, both locations will then start continue growing. You'll be able to kind of like crisscross, um, you know, cross train and kind of move them over yeah. and bring people over to, from one location to the other.
2: For sure. Um, Yeah, I think like that's like the whole thing is like we we saw by putting them both on the same street, you can start asking those questions and, and, you know, it's crazy. Endless possibilities. Yeah, endless possibilities. Um, As far as our staff, though, um, they're kind of like in limbo, like they stuck it out to the end with us and um, we're kind of just like working together and we're blessed that they're like hanging around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we need to get them back to work, yeah. obviously.
0: Yeah, and that's the hard part, because part, it's not like, it's not, it's not you know, there's so many things so, that are not in your control when it comes to new builds um, and having the builds out and the equipment and all those things. I mean, that's kind of like, it's not like you're just grabbing your stuff and just moving it in there and just saying, okay, we're gonna start. Um, yeah. So that's always kind of the difficulty when it comes to it. Um, you know, so I could definitely, I, I definitely can see Like these are the things that I think about. I don't know why, because it's just me. I'm the only employee. It's me and my puppet Biggie are like the only employees I have. (laughs) Um, Occasionally, my wife will kind of help, but but I think of these things, and I and I don't and I like I, it kind of like it it like almost gets me where I'm like shit, man. How do they deal with like how are they thinking about this and what are they and how are they going to handle this? Um, And it's just because I'm just really I'm invested in the sense that I I'm just super excited and I just like but at the same time you have like an amazing amazing staff, so that's the other reason why. Because, yeah. so with all those things, so I definitely, so that's kind of one of those things where, that's the reason why I started asking some of these questions is because I'm like, how the heck are they doing this? More yeah. like
2: the 1% you can't ask, because that was a problem for us. We were like, who are we gonna ask even to like, yeah. who's had to deal with this?
1: Like, not many, yeah. so. It's a lot of pushing, a lot of just blind faith and hoping that it's gonna work out and dealing with whatever yes. is going to happen. Because yeah, I mean, that was, for sure, people are like, oh, well, why did you close the other one so early? And it was like, well, if we wanted to take the floors and repurpose them, we had to because what were people going to walk? walk on, you out. know, like yeah. it, to, to kind of make that exchange for trying to maintain some spirit and some story and, and those things, we, we kind of, that ended up being the only way that we could go about it. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, we needed a little mental reset too, after everything, you know, in a weird way, this is, this was well-timed with everything that's happened. It's allowed us to kind of work hard on that, but also step back and make sure that, okay, we've done this for almost 10 years. We want to do it for another 10, but we need to kind of reset ourselves and kind of do a little bit of self-care justice that hasn't, you know, that we've ignored for a long time. Um, and so, you know, th- this whole situation, it's been uh, exciting. It's been stressful. It's been, you know, definitely hard when we're, we're trying to keep everybody together. And, um, you know, there, there's never perfect answers to everything, um, but just kind of, you know the light at the end of the tunnel like hey guys we if we if we go through this last hurdle you know we we believe we get to something really cool on the other side and and um so that's been uh it's it's been an interesting summer for sure
0: what advice would you give folks that are wanting to start something obviously I love the fact that you guys have already kind of uh, debunked the theory of don't work with family or, you know, or friends and stuff like that. So what are some things that like advice you would give someone if they, you know, basically from your knowledge and your experience that you've been doing this now, um, what advice would you give someone that was, is either wanting to start something um, or thinking about starting something?
2: I mean, just start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: sounds crazy, right? There,
1: there's, it's, there's, it sounds yeah, crazy. There, but the like, first step is the hardest. Yeah. You know, always. Yeah. The, even just the mental you know like okay i'm going to do this and then i mean i think the 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 only more detailed thing i would say past that is like part of what helped us so much is is find your community find your support it might not be people who do exactly what you're trying to do but like there are people who all have a piece of the answer and there are good people out there that want to support and want to pass on that knowledge and want to be mentors and that was i mean i i legitimately thought when we went to school that i was never going to come back to Orlando Um, because just for work purposes, I didn't see the types of community that I wanted to be involved in. So when we came back because the opportunity was there and we started to make new connections and new friendships, um, you know, with with the business community around us, there were so many people willing to give us advice and give us help and growth and all these things. And so like, I think that's like the, the little thing after you say, just do it get connected, make, go into the places that you admire and try to make friendships. And like, you're not asking for a free lunch. You're not asking for all the secrets in the back. But like, if you find those good people in wherever it is, you want to do what you do, they are out there and they will help you, you know, find your way. You know, you still have to make your own decisions at the end of the day, but you can still get a good support base because that is what's necessary. Yeah,
2: exactly. Just start and you'll be shocked of like, who will help you Yeah, and who will come out of the woodwork. You know, like yeah. it's, it's crazy, like. Right. It's
1: everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, like I said, we were, we were shocked. I mean, you know, we, we were kids, and, and to have, you know, the the people that stepped up to help us out from the, you know, just from the beer vendor side and from the, the the bar side, you know, like I said, like, Red Light was, what, the oldest beer bar in Central Florida and knew their stuff, and, like, we looked up to them, and, like, a, you know, a couple months after opening, we were shaking hands, sitting down, meeting, having a beer, and, like, starting to get to know each other, and they were more than happy to say, hey, let me help you learn these things that you're not familiar with and you know, whatever that was that helped grow us. And, and there's them and so many people, so many situations like that with other people that, you know, that was really very helpful. And I think that's what you should be seeking out. Don't, you know, there's other, you can worry about other little things and what, but at the end of the day, build your support network cause that's going to help you more than anything.
0: That's great. So some great advice there. Um, one, I have another, I have like a few other ones, but, and I know it's a little bit longer lunch break, but you guys have been, it's been a really good conversation. So, <laughs> What's something that, and I, I've always been, I'm always loved talking to restaurant owners about this. What's something about being a restaurant owner that people just don't understand or appreciate?
1: <laughs> man.
2: Oh, man. I don't know. That, that, that we like will care about everything. Yeah. <laughs> like and you have everything. to, right? You have to. Right. Like the staff, like we're, we're doing it for everything. Like, you know, you have a, a customer problem, anything that's like. No, like we're working, we want the resolution. Like we want to take care of you. Like that's why we're here. And I think that's the one that goes
1: unlooked a lot. I think a lot of people, especially now that like, you know, there's been such a huge uh, media focus on like celebrity chefs and all these things. And, and you know, you had obviously um, a lot of other scenarios like that. Like I think the what a restaurant owner goes through is out there. But I think, I think you nailed it with the second part of that question, like the appreciation of like the depths of that, right? Like, yeah, we can say, oh, we work around the clock and it's it's soul consuming, but we really work around the clock and it's like it's, it's what you think about going to bed. You're like, OK, what do I need? Not Not so much what do I need to do tomorrow in terms of operational, but the creative side of it, like what are we doing as a brand, as a company? You know are, are we making sure we're treating our employees the best are we is something that we're about to do as an event going to work out is you know it really is that's the thing is like it is you and you are the restaurant and they are one and the same and so it, it's hard to separate and i think that's the part that like we all say it but i think sometimes like the appreciation factor like people don't understand that sometimes they've heard it but like to really think about that <laughs>
2: That's why you get along with other restaurant owners really well. Yeah, exactly. Like that's why like you're you're having beers with them like <laughs> ASAP because they know, you know. Right, you're always yeah. Well, you guys group.
0: you guys are a kindled spirit. You know, you guys are like you guys are part of a club that no one else knows. And there's always going to be someone that walks in. And I I love hearing this from others. Like, oh, I have been told I make really good this. And then like you know I can open I should open my own place. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but it's just that I I know that. And then I've also heard quite a bit of like the one where I can I I heard um I asked Thomas this question from Pig. Lloyd's. Um, and he said for him, the consistency, because his staff is constantly making the same thing and making sure that it's consistent and perfect every single time it can get boring and then trying to make sure you keep it to that, you know, and that's why there's specials and that's why you're, you know, to kind of keep the whole staff, you know, kind of constantly excited about the opportunities. Um, and so those things are, it's, it's tough because, you know, it's different when you're running like a small business and it's just one or two people, but it's you got you have like it's you guys, and then you have your staff that are basically kind of like you know an example of you guys. They're an outreach of you guys, exactly. and so then you have to make sure that everyone's kind of. It's a lot of juggling. Right.
1: Well, that's a, yeah, and I mean like, like you said to your point about like, oh, i I make really good whatever. That is 100 of an important piece of the proverbial pie, if you will. But like, that's one piece of what makes a restaurant. You like. Are you, do you want to do that as your hobby? You can sling an awesome yeah. pizza <laughs> in your backyard, but are you ready to do it twenty four seven? That's all you think about, and you know you have to pass on other things, and whatever. Like that's the difference between being an uh, amazing chef or an amazing cook, and and having a really good product. But then being able to do everything that comes with that is a whole other ball game. A hundred percent. Like there's so many other things you have to think about. And, yeah, you get far away
2: from making just sandwiches.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. Like it's a piece of what we do every day. And it's a real estate age agent. I'm an accountant.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's kind of and that's kind of always the tough part. Right. Because it's like, um, you know, when especially when you're when you're especially if you're a small business and don't even have that as much staff, you're running you're wearing all those hats. So it's like it's so tough because you got like the social aspect. You got to be good on social and you got to be good on this and you got to be able to do that. And there's all these different elements that go with it. So, um, yeah, it's it's. I When people ask me like, hey, are you, you love sandwiches, are you gonna open a sandwich shop? I always say, no, I'm gonna go support sam- people who own sandwich shops. I was like because it's it's a h- very, very hard job. Um, and it's there's a reason why there's not a huge you know there's like a lot of restaurants that don't make it and it's because it's so difficult. Um, so yeah, to me, it's something that I appreciate. And that's the reason why I'm like, when anyone, anyone ever asked me, like, do you ever want to, I said, the only way I'm ever going to open a restaurant is if I'm working with another restaurant that wants to open a concept with me. I was like, that's kind of the only way that's going to happen. I'm like, I'm, I don't think I can handle this. Um, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, you gotta, it's different. It's just different. So, um, so I totally get it. No, I, 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 totally get that. Um, do you guys have any questions for me? Well, and we'll make it, we'll just make one question. You guys have a question for me or anything for What's me? What's next
1: for... I was for your say, brand, yeah. What's next for for Deli Fresh and? <laughs> oh and oh man, and that, bacon, maybe you know? guys,
0: maybe maybe we may have a beer after this, and I can have a mentorship uh, talk conversation with you. I, it's funny because one of the and it's talk when you talk about community. Um, one of the people I have, like you know, obviously I have a few designers that I'm friends with. Um, another person that we have a mutual friendship with is a little box guy, Nick. And, uh, and he and I have been doing this for so long and he's, he's grown, done amazing growth on wholesale and stuff like that. And so for me, that's kind of where I've kind of started going now. I'm starting to go more, um, you know, and I've mentioned before, kind of, an evolution of my brain of how I've been looking at my brand. Uh, and so that's kind of where I'm going now. Now my brain is kind of shifting in the sense that I still want to do stuff from my website, but I also want to be able to give a different experience and maybe get myself in stores, um, and do stuff, you know, enamel stickers, you know, shirts and things like that. Um, and kind of grow it because if I don't get myself out there, no one's going to know. It's like, um, you know, and, it, and that's kind of the difficult part yeah. when you're in the world of the internet. Yeah, everyone lives there, but guess what? Everyone lives there. And so you kind of need eyes on, eyes on stuff. Um, and so that's kind of where I think my evolution is going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's kind of another reason why I did the podcast. I think I, I'm doing the podcast is like another kind of like another branch. Um, just because my whole thing has always been, I, I just enjoy being able to interact with people, but I also want to be able to introduce people to other, other brands and other businesses. So I figure this is kind of. I've always made Deli Fresh Dreads my lightning rod, yeah. Yeah. so I've never really said no to opportunities with it. And it, but it's also opened many opportunities that I would have never been able to do if I had I not started mm-hmm. um, the brand. So that's kind of where I'm at. It's kind of I'm. It's interesting. I'm in an interesting spot right now with the whole thing with COVID and everything and, and less events and things like that. So it's been uh, it's definitely been interesting. But I'm uh, I, the things are percolating. I'm starting to marinate some stuff and like sandwiches are going to start being made soon. Um, so I'm excited about I'm excited about where that's kind of going. And uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm still trying to find out, yeah. to yeah. be honest with you. So that's kind of where I'm kind of at, man. It's it's a it's a tough one. And and in many cases for me, I, I kind of tell people that I'm like, I have, I'm not an, ad, I'm an advantage in the sense there's a good and bad to it. Like I obviously have a full-time job and a family to deal with. So it's like, or to love and handle and go with. And then at the same time I have the business where I'm trying to grow it. So it's the pandemic definitely has put like a few dents in me in the yeah. sense of like before I used to have online sales, event sales, and it was like, and that's kind of how I was able to build. And I was, and it was great. Cause I, I noticed, I saw, I saw the build, like I was seeing things and, and it was kind of like I was building momentum and then all of a sudden pandemic hit, way less events, rely more on online sales and which is fine, but at the same time, it's like, then after a while, it just kind of, you know, you kind of emotionally, kinda, it kind of gets you. So, so I'm kind of now kind of like, you know, I was kind of down a little bit and I'm now trying to climb back up out of it, um, creativity wise and, and doing opportunity wise. And that's kind of one of the reasons why wholesale was a kind of an idea of like, okay, maybe I can get myself um, and I'm kind of curious and I'm going to bring it up just because we're talking yeah. about it. So like one of the big things for me, and and I'm just kind of, and I'll bring it up. So hopefully some someone that's listening to this may actually get this. One of the hardest parts is obviously the, the ask sometimes. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times you build relationship with these small businesses, but I also look at it as, because at one point someone said to me, Hey, why don't you sell or put your, your enamel pins and stickers at sandwich shops? Makes total sense, yeah. right? Yeah. But at the same time, I then feel like it's kind of like you could either A, obviously go consignment and say, hey, you know, whatever you sell, then you get me money or we could do wholesale. But at the same time, I also look at some of these sandwich shops. I'm like, well, they're they're in tough times. They don't have the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I start looking at right. all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm like, I never want to have the – so then you feel uncomfortable with the ask. Right. Um, especially even more so when you're friends with these owners and you know that they're struggling and they're not – they're closing – they're not opening as many days. So it's not like, you know what I mean? So there's so many different levels. And I'm just like, I don't really know if I want to handle deal with yeah, this because yeah. um, it's just, it feels uncomfortable. And so any, any thoughts on that, on something like that, when you kind of have, like, I mean, it, it makes total sense. Um, and I think once I start doing a little bit more wholesale, I'm going to just kind of make it blast it out and just say, Hey, any sandwich shop in the, in the United States that wants my stuff. Let me know. I send you a, you know, whatever, a sheet, a line item sheet, and we'll kind of go from there. But any thoughts or anything you're like overthinking that?
1: Thinking it, yeah. I mean, I think when it comes to the ask, like uh,
0: it's um, oh, it's definitely analysis of paralysis. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm definitely over. Yeah, I overthink yeah. it for sure. Because
1: I think it's just, it's. I mean, you know, it's like with any relationship. Like obviously, you have those concerns, and those concerns are, you know, semi-valid. I say, but maybe maybe yeah. not as they don't have as much weight. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's fair. They're not open as much, but you know, if the relationship is there, right? And you say, hey, maybe now or maybe in the future, you know, just putting it out there, yeah. you know, like our opinion wouldn't change. Having that conversation, right? I know a lot of other people would probably be the same way. It'd be like, yeah, if it fits, it fits. And either way, like we're still, you know, yeah, right relationship, change. right? It's exactly. Right. So For it, it man. Be, yeah, we yeah it can only be it can only be a positive thing, one way or the other, and or that conversation leads to some other idea, you know. So I think I think. Yeah, don't, just don't overthink it. <laughs> I've always, just, I've actually just, just asked, ask. I've actually yeah. like
2: kind of, I think I've asked Joey in the past, I'm like, why don't I see him in other stores or anything like that? Yeah.
0: Well, I I will tell you this, right in, in, in all honesty, like I want, I need the push and I need it, like I will bring it up. Like that's one of those things where I I had a pre, a previous guest bring it up that actually brought that up about like, you have to just ask, you know, like the mentors are there, you just have to ask for it. and uh, And that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just kind of like, and I, and I joke around sometimes saying that I'm, I'm bad at business because obviously I've been, I've been doing this eight years and it's like one of those, but at the same time, it's been a journey where I've learned and I've made mistakes where I know I'm like, Hey, I should have done this instead of this. But because of those mistakes, you're obviously keep, you know, I'm, I'm still in business. So obviously I'm doing something right. <laughs> um, you know, so, but that's kind of where the journey goes, but yeah, we'll, We'll have more conversations. I may, I may kind of t- tug your ears and, and ask uh, for some mentorship uh, advice and we'll have some conversations oh, yeah. over Do a beer and a sandwich it. for sure. Straight
1: back and forth, back. I love it.
0: I love it, I'm, I'm all about that. And I, and that's kind of one of the things for me, like I love being able to have that conversation with small businesses as well, um, because I think it's just so important because I, I may be a little bit further along on some things and then some things I'm obviously short on that I'm trying to build and get, and get from there. So that's kind of what it is, building that community and, and getting the, asking the ask. Um, tell people where they can find you how they can follow you um, and then we'll wrap this yeah thing
1: up. I, I mean most of our most of our uh, updates go out through Instagram primarily to be honest so you know you can follow uh, you said it earlier gnarly underscore barley 407 um, for the restaurant and that'll tell you you know the location we're moving to um, and uh, hopefully when we have an opening date in the near future here um, you can follow uh, same thing Instagram GB bottle shop Um, and that'll keep you up-to-date with everything we have going on here and and, you know any new stuff that comes down the way Um, so you can find us there we're on you know Facebook uh, Twitter a little bit Um, but
0: mostly Instagram
1: mostly Instagram is where a lot of it goes so that's kind of the best way to keep in touch and uh, otherwise just come down for a beer we're at GB's a lot right now as we're finishing up our day from uh, working down the street at Gnarly you can find us and uh, you know any other stuff you guys want to know or
2: come just literally in the parking lot of Gnarly at one four zero seven or one four zero seven North Orange, and just uh, honk your horn, and we'll come out there and, and we'll hi. wait. You.
0: <laughs> have you guys counted how many footsteps it is from one from where you are? I then? have not counted. Have you there. Yet? Only football throws. Only no. football <laughs> throws. <laughs> I do love the football <laughs> throws. Um, definitely check out their Instagram and check out what they did. They were able to work with some. Uh, one of my favorite UCF athletes or two of my now favorite UCF athletes. So you can actually watch, uh, you know, see the video from what they did with them about how literally how close it is um, to go from one location to the other. So it's pretty awesome. Um, Thanks. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much to Joey and to Zach um, for being on and having lunch with me. Make sure to check them out. Um, when they do open, trust me, you'll see it on our feed. Uh, we'll be sharing it because I'll be eating a sandwich while I'm there, uh, so I'll definitely be able to show it. But definitely check out GB's Bottle Shop, Gnarly Barley when they open up in the new location. Um, if you're if you want to support the show, definitely subscribe. You can always check out my brand, Deli Fresh Threads, um, and do some shopping and tell your friends. Um, and thank you so much. Till next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you, buddy.